Alright, alright, uh, so, well, hey guys, welcome to my podcast, and, uh, basically I don't even, I don't really have something I want to say, but I have a few things I can piece together that can form a body of what I want to say. Okay, so earlier this morning, I was feeling down. I was feeling really funny. You know, I wanted to go to church. Today is a Sunday. The, this, today is the 16th day of August. A wonderful Sunday. The lockdown has been lifted. And uh, it's a beautiful time to be alive. But what do I want to really talk about today on this Chris Talks podcast. Well, geez, man, I was feeling really funny. Back to where I was, really, really funny. So I got up. My mind was poised that okay, nothing's stopping me today because last week Sunday I was supposed to go to church, but I woke up quite late. That was a valid excuse for not going to church. So this Sunday, what happened? I woke up very, very poised, energetic, and all that. And then suddenly I started to have this funny feeling. Usually I'd have just gotten up, gone to the bathroom and taken a quick shower, on my clothes and out. But today's own was quite funny, you know. I got up, sat on my bed and then suddenly like... You know, it's like a relieving of, I don't know, yesterday, the past, which is actually bad. You know, I don't, I don't like relieving the past, especially when the past is not so nice. So not like yesterday was a bad day, but I mean, yesterday, yesterday, like before past events that are ugly, you know. So I was on the bed sitting and it wasn't just getting to me like just go have your bath go up. I wanted to you know but it wasn't coming go have your bath go have your bath go have your bath go have your bath and it wasn't coming so I I thought deeper I was like man what could be the problem I you know I've been reading books I've been I have some really intelligent sage I follow uh, is it Sages? Okay, Saj. Uh, I don't know. That I follow on my Twitter. And uh, I went to my Twitter to read some quotes that could, you know, get me up again. But none, none could do that. If you tried, that shout out to Life Math Money, the Indian uh, transgender woman then uh, orange book i read from orange book i had to click on her on the bio and read some you know quotes some really really deep meanings and all that but i still felt like something something's wrong you know something deeper was wrong with me so i usually when i feel like that it's not my first time but we all grow every day so we take different approaches to the same situation if handed us the same situations every day we take different approaches so this 
approach was different and I think it's something I can recommend to my listener today. You know, I was feeling, would you say temporarily depressed? That's the feeling. That's, you know, when you feel like you're worthless, all your worries take over you and it feels like, man, can I actually, you know, all the energy in your body just zaps away and you feel like, what is really, you, you don't even understand what is really going on with you. You know, that, that is where the problem comes. You know, I think depression naturally is, it stems from not even understanding your problem. That is the root cause of depression. Every problem has a solution, yes. But you realize that with depressed people, especially the chronically depressed people, you, you tend not to be able to find a solution because when you come at them like, okay, using this method, hello, that is not, they can't even agree to a solution because they don't even know the problem. So if you don't know the problem, how do you prefer a solution? That is the problem. It's just like the coronavirus, you know, when you don't know the virus or it's, it's new, it's a novel virus and you don't have a vaccine yet, you don't even know how to make a vaccine for it and it's just there tormenting you and you can't do shit about it. You just have to take time to study it and all. That is exactly what I did. I sat down today on my bed. Okay, finally I got the courage to stand up. I went to the bathroom. I had a quick bath. And uh, yeah, usually at least twice a week, I try to like get myself, you know, high in the bathroom which is weird very weird to some people but not to some so basically I take a, a quick smoke and I don't talk cigarettes I take weed because I feel like it helps me you know my world my world rotates very fast things happen really fast so my kind of person I need things to slow down so that I can understand it so things slow down for me and I'm able to balance my day out. But today I didn't take nothing, yesterday nothing and it's not like it affected me. I'm not addicted. I'm not an addict. Alright, so uh quick bath, got back out, quickly dressed up. Yes, I even actually got to the part of dressing up, you know? And after dressing up, I don't just know what happened. I picked my phone up and you know, I picked my phone up realizing that man you can't do this thing. You can't go to church. It's just you know, it's funny. How do you want to go to church like this? You're supposed to go to church in a happy mood. At least that's what I know. And even when you're going inside, you should go knowing that, okay, your solution is there at church, which is God. And that is exactly the purpose of church. But I felt like I was so worthless. I, I felt so useless. I felt like, man, you know, it felt like, oh my God. 
Okay, sorry about that. I paused a bit. So, um, so while sit, standing there in front of my bags, my my clothes uh, bag, I wanted to I wanted to just wear my shoe and go out. But then, you know, thoughts came in, thoughts rushed in, and I was I started to reason the distance that I had to undergo or pass through before I get to church. So many bullshit. And I call it bullshit because that is exactly what it is now. I look at I look at it now from a different angle and I realize that it's actually bullshit, you know? I could have actually just gotten up. But that is the problem with we normal people. We see depressed people as people that are just dealing with bullshit, you know? Maybe this talk is going to be about how you should treat depressed people. Or it could be about how depressed people could get out of depression. Either ways, I don't mind. But just let it pass a message, alright? How did I get out of that state? That is what we want to know. That is what every one of you, my listeners, want to know. How did I get out of that... That... uh, what I call it now, uh, what is the word? That depth, that abyss of mind. I was lost in my thoughts. I was, because I couldn't actually hold on to a string of thoughts. So everything was just rushing to me in my head, and I was just quiet. And my, and my friend was like, "Dude, what's going on? You're quiet. You're too quiet." And I was like, "Man, nothing. You know." With a straight face. I said nothing, you know, just nothing with a straight face. And he looked at me, I was like, nah, something's going wrong. And then I kept quiet because I, I just felt like I couldn't talk it with anybody because I don't even know what is wrong with me. So I analyzed my problem. That is the first step. I started to look at every thought. You know, it's, it's a rush of thoughts, right? So what do you do at that time? Do what I just did. Start to pick out every single thought. As they rush at you, pick them out. The thought of uh, your financial crisis, pick it out. Keep it in the basket somewhere. The thought of, okay, your marriage problems, keep it in a basket somewhere. Identify those baskets with labels in your mind. And say, okay, this, this basket, this basket, this, you know, keep those problems. Don't worry, they're not going to leak away. You know, they're solid problems. Solid problems, yes. So they can't leak away in a basket. I think that's a punchline. Okay, so... I started to pick out my problems. Then I realized that, okay, at some point I'd gotten a lighter head. Honestly, honestly, I'm not I'm not saying this is, this is one trick or this is one... Uh, one uh, meditational uh, yoga thing or problem solving technique no I'm just saying this is something that could be done better by therapists I am a therapist even though I'm not certified I have worked my wonders on people that needed my help and it's always worked out for me they've always come out positive and I've helped a few people out of depression, but it's not everything we say, right? So uh, I got I got this thing out. I picked every problem out, and then the second step, I started to dissect each problem. 
one after the other i i'm telling you i was standing on my feet doing these things i was i never knew when it, it clocked nine you know like i was done bathing around 7:21 this morning hoping that i'd get to church before eight but then on my feet there reasoning deep just staring blankly into space I spent about two hours two straight hours doing what just dissecting my problems I took out the problem of financial crisis dissected it what are the tools that I use to dissect these problems you might want to know you might just want to know you know, it's it's not enough for me to say, oh, dissect your problems, and then I don't tell you how to dissect your problems the way I did it. It's not enough. It's not enough to say, okay, pick out your problems, pick each problem out, and then open it up <laughs> with the mental scissors or, or, or a knife. No. You know, so the only thing that can cut through your problems are your beliefs. Are you taking this down? Your beliefs your values, your values being very concrete, you know, your values and your beliefs, your self-love, especially for the people that are going through depression, you need to have these three things, strong, strong, concrete values, self-love, and strong beliefs it could be it could be your religious beliefs yes in fact it is your religious beliefs because i think i looked at it from a religious perspective i realized that okay god's got me you know no matter what i'm going through god's actually got me man you know i may be alone in this but his word says i'm not alone it just looks like I'm alone, but I know that I'm not alone. So God's got me. That was one step of dissection. And I think I cut through the middle with that, uh, with that one. So I started to pick out the intestines of the financial problem, the financial corpse. Let's call it a corpse. We're dissecting a corpse in the, term, in the uh, form of financial problem. Alright, so from then on I looked at my values. What are my values? What do I preach? What do I stand for? What do I what what do I want to be known for? What is my proposed or purported legacy? I realized that okay, dude, you're you're somebody who stands for hard work. You stand for integrity, you stand for patience you stand for calmness you stand for truth you stand for honesty you stand for love you know you stand for all these things so if you're gonna allow this this minority problem financial problem overwhelm you at least let it overwhelm you in a way that is positive 
look at the positive side i am naturally optimistic i know that about myself you know i'm the type that if you said hey this glass of water is it half full or half empty i'll be like dude <laughs> i i i think you would just put some more water in that you know You know, I I'd appreciate what I see there. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. This is really nice. You know, but we could do better. But this is a really good achievement. The only problem that I found out about myself during that process of dissection was that I tend to, which is now the third aspect of uh, the third tool for dissection that I talked about, which is self-love. I tend to encourage others more than I encourage myself. You see, I am an empath or I'm an, I'm an empathic or empathetic human being. I don't know which one fits better. Let me not insult myself. But I'm an empath. And uh, and uh, it comes to me usually as uh, you know as uh, a kind of like passion you know I see people struggling I have the experience the knowledge and the wisdom to kind of like help them mentally and emotionally I, I offer a lot of emotional support to people that I see struggling because I have struggled even if I'm still very young, I have struggled. And, you know, when people kind of like get, you know, that strength, I'm happy. They can smile and say, yes, I'm better now. I'm happy. But I feel at one point that I don't show myself that much love. I don't push myself on, you know. I'm supposed to show that love to myself first. Pushing myself on. I try. Sometimes I, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this for the sake of this. I want to hold on to a legacy. But I don't say that I'm doing this for me. Like, this is who I am. This is what I want to be. This is, I am Chris. You know? If I'm going for a hair service, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do this because this client must be impressed. I, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do it because... I love to do the hair for them, whoever it is. I know that being impressed is is just a result, is a consequence of me being the pro and professional that I am touching or working your hair. You understand? So that is something I, I discovered today about my self-love. It's not enough. It's not enough. I need to love myself some more. I need to focus on growing myself some more. I have grown the outside of me. I have grown a nice fence of thick thorns and, you know, trees and all that around me. So I am virtually impervious from the outside. But I am really, 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 really porous on my inside. Not porous as an... Uh, Not porous as in 
a negative part just purest as in not being able to control my my love for people you know i i go way overhead for people and end of the year you realize that oh it wasn't worth it or, or things like that not that i regret at the end of the day but i feel like i could do more for myself and that is just it you know so i discovered this about myself and trust me trust me trust me you really you know after this particular um after this particular one dissection i i think i got the heart i hate the heart i hate the core i discovered that that is that was my problem that was actually my problem you know i haven't dissected the rest of the problems i mean not need to but this one that i have dissected i have found something that i need to work on you get me i have found something that i know that if i put a little more effort returning to that kind of depressive state would be quite difficult for me because i have worked on the major causative effect or sorry causative organism or causative uh problem you know more love for myself i have the values needed to be a man people that know me know that this dude is his values are rigid yes but still like the 48th law of power says formlessness you know i follow the laws of power i shouldn't be saying this bullshit i just fucked up anyways work on yourself my brother my sister that is one part of you that in fact i realized too from some quotes like i earlier told you guys that i went to read some quotes i realized that truly 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 this is a real problem it's not it's not just an imaginary one it's something that people tend to overlook because it's like the hardest part of self realization or self uh knowing you know people tend to care more about the society other people than they actually care about themselves in that people can be selfish being selfish is not loving yourself no being selfish actually is is not is not even something like because if you love yourself definitely you're going to love your neighbor so i can deduce that being selfish or self-centered is not loving yourself no it's not even an overlove for yourself i think it is it is an act where you don't really know yourself so you feel like it is just a natural human act it's in the natural dna of humans so it's not like it is something you know you you inflict on yourself selfishness is not self inflicted it's a natural cause on humans so you have to unlearn being selfish just like you were born into sin selfishness is part of the sin you were born into selfishness so you have to unlearn it that is why when we are children and maybe you 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 are privileged to have siblings and there are times when you want to do things for yourself that you don't want to involve you your parents will be like nah involve them you know all those things and that is they teaching you to unlearn the natural selfishness so selfishness is not self love no it's it's something it's 
a product of not knowing yourself. Because if you know yourself, you love yourself, accept yourself for who you are, and then you can actually love others. Na naturally, if you love yourself, you're going to love others because you realize that you're a human being like others. So if you're going to love yourself, you're definitely going to love others. You know? There's a lot I have in my head I want to pass on to people, my listeners. There's a lot, a lot, a lot. I'm a dramatic person. I forgive my accent. I am a Nigerian. But uh, I've not really found myself speaking in dull tones. I just have this natural accent. I, I, I schooled, actually. I went to school. Now I'm a barber in Nigeria, even though it's not really pushing ahead the way we want it to. Is something that uh, I'm proud of because I'm proud of who I am. Now, now I'm actually proud of who I am because I know that nobody else can be me. I look myself in the mirror, even right now I'm looking myself in the mirror and I'm like, my man, you're handsome, you're hardworking and you should never be afraid of failure. You know? So I think we dissected the, the problem of finances. We dissected it. So now I think there's a, a little note I'd like to leave by or leave down for my listener to maybe meditate on or something. Basically, you know... <laughs> In the self-assessment series, because I actually have a self-assessment book that I'm going to bring out. And I'm going to pick words from this or these, my thoughts, that I'm laying down in form of podcasts. And I'm going to incorporate it into my book. I already have some books down. And I'll be dropping some links to some of my books. So as I was saying, I have to understand that, we all have to understand that failure is a rung to success. It's a rung in the ladder of success. Success is the last, last floor or the pedestal that we're trying to climb to. So we have to leave some pedestals to get to the pedestal that, we get, that we're aiming for. Basically, you're climbing a ladder. You start from the first rung. Or you're climbing a staircase. You start from the first rung, second rung, third rung, fourth rung, fifth. Maybe it has 12. Get to the 11th. You know, but you realize that the first one is not really that hard second one gets harder than this first one the third one is even harder than the second one but they are not really that hard for you that is prolific or maybe you have a staircase in your house so it's not something you could consider hard some of us climb it two steps at a time you can't you can't do life like that i have a lot i want to say man you know you can't do life like that take we all taking it a step at a time. We all taking it 24 hours a day at a time. Out of 365 days a year. We're taking it 
one day at a time. We're taking it one hour at a time, one second at a time, one minute at a time. You know? We're all living. For every minute that we leave behind, that is... Whether it is a successful minute or is a failed minute, one thing is sure, it's gone. For every day you live and you've lived out, it's gone. Nobody cares if you were successful that day or you failed that day. What's important is that that day is gone. Nobody, no human, not even God is going to bring back that day. Not like he can't, God can I am pro-God, but God is not going to waste his time bringing back any day for anybody. And that is just the truth. I want everybody listening to me to start to get a new perspective on life. Life itself is like those wrongs I told you about, that staircase, that ladder. Every of your activities are embedded in those ranks. Your success is still at the pedestal that you're getting to. Because that's the essence of your climbing the rung in the first place. Because you want to get to the top. So the reason why you work is because you want to get to somewhere. You have a goal. Except maybe you don't have a goal. So maybe you just want to work your days because you, you like to work. It's your hobby. I don't know. But if you have a hobby that you want to be successful at, how about you look at it this way? You have to leave some wrongs behind. You're going to climb wrongs and you're going to forget wrongs. You're going you're gonna to fail. Wrongs are going to go by. You know, whether you succeed or you fail in any of those wrongs, point is those wrongs are going to still go by. You're just going to look down and you see them behind you. They're gone, they're gone. That is one lesson I learned on failure. Failure is inferior to success. So failure has no power to, to get you down. It shouldn't. When you look at it from this perspective that Failure is nothing more than just a wrong to success. It's just a step to success. You tend to feel better about yourself. I feel better about myself this morning. When I realized that, okay, I'm at the verge of failure, but also at the verge of success. We are always at the verge of something. Because nothing is promised. The next minute is not promised. The next second is not promised. The next... Hour is not promised. So what is the essence of, of allowing something that's happened hold you down? Same thing with success. When you get successful, you don't let it hold you down. You move. Because it's vain glory. I think the dictionary has it as vain glorious when you keep thinking about your past successes and you fail to see the future. Why is this? There's this artist... That sang, uh, okay, Burner Boy. He sang something like, Dango tasty, they find money. Why me no go find money? Find money. 
you know so he's just trying to tell you that there is no level of success that is enough the human mind the human being the human persona is naturally insatiable or insatiable for the english people so even when you get successful it's not enough you can just hold down so same thing if you if, when you get failed or you get failure from an a set of activities calm down realize that the only way forward is forward look forward <laughs> that is the only way forward forget it you failed you failed you succeeded you succeeded move on nobody gives a fuck if you die tomorrow nobody gives a fuck and that's the truth sorry for the uh, harsh language or the the vulgar language you know but it's the truth nobody gives an f you succeed you fail we don't care just live there are successful men in this world that we do not even know about they don't even give a fuck about us <laughs> true success is realizing your values actualizing your goals and living a peaceful life then finally becoming who god said you should become i so have a lot see the way i switch topics went from depression to failure success but it's all the same most things that get us into depression is worries worries come from the fear of failure that is what i'm trying to pass across to you my listener you get worried because you are afraid to fail go write that down somewhere you get worried because you are afraid to fail that that is just you know and with the um with the density of worries that disturb you you know it forms like a clog or it forms like this thick mass over your view blocking your future view like your front so you can't see what is ahead of you if it's good or bad you know so you can't even think straight because your worries are now so many those worries are those things we dissected we put in baskets we put each worry in baskets financial worries marriage worries we put academic worries we put social worries every worry down and we start to pick them out one after the other picking them out is just an act of finding good or finding a string of light in the thickest dark no matter how dark it is there is always going to be light because for you to see that it is dark that means there's light reflecting in your eyes that is science you cannot see without light so if there's pitch darkness or, or is it pitch or piss i don't know pitch darkness just be rest assured that for you to see that darkness then there is light somewhere there's definitely a light somewhere for you to be able to see that darkness do not lose hope although that is that is more to myself than <laughs> i'm over it partially temporarily who knows 
that feeling is probably going to come back. It's going to want to come back because the devil never gives up. But so do I. I'm not going to give up. I found the recipe to, to combating depression. I found the recipe to combating worries. Being emotionally free, happy, satisfied, which is rare for humans. This podcast is not long, just 36 minutes now and counting. And uh, I really, really encourage my listeners to pass this across to somebody out there, whoever it is. Your friend, your family member, your relative, your mom, your dad. Who knows? It could just help somebody. Because I tell you the fact is that at some point where those worries have become so thick in your eyes that you can't see forward, what do you feel like? You feel like you're at the end of the world. Because like I said before, we are all at the edge or the verge of something. We are always at the verge of something. Because time is moving, so we are always at the verge. We are always at the edge. We are always moving. We are never, 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 ever, ever static. We're never staying in one place. Even if you think you're standing in one place and you're trying to stop time, you're not stopping time because if you stand there for an hour, two hours, three hours, you realize that the sun that was really bright before has dulled down. So it means you've been moving. You've been moving in degrees, even if you've not been moving in distance, physical distance. You've moved in some degrees. And you've moved in time. Why? Why allow failure to keep you static? When you know that you can't actually be static. You can't stay in one place. Be optimistic. It's not easy. Sometimes you feel like there is really no good about you. You feel like there is really nothing that you could hold on to or use as a tool to dissect your problems but no my brother my sister there is something you know trust me there is something even if it's for anything look at the fact that you you actually have life i mean you have life life is booming and flourishing inside of you so why worry what is the essence of worry you have no right to worry Trust me, you don't. Little wonder the Bible, you know, all this while I have not actually stated anything from the Bible. It's because I don't want to have any religious conflict in this podcast. But yeah, little wonder the Bible actually says, do not fear. Cast your worries upon me. Do not fear. 365 times was this said in the Bible. So so a, a promise or an encouragement not to fear for every single day of the year. Don't fear. Don't fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Because even your creator knows that fear is dangerous. And it is a mental battle that many, many, many people are going are gonna to get slayed by. Why do suicide rates go up intermittently? It's because people may seem fine physically, but mentally they're dying, you know? 
people are dying mentally, the major cause of death is fear. That is even another topic. We're still going to talk on this. We're so, so still going to talk on this. About fear. Combating fear. Depression. Combating depression. Your worries. Combating your worries. Stick with me, guys. I am still your favorite host. Well, even if I'm not a host yet. I'm still your favorite uh, psychotherapist. Your oral chief. Chris Talks. That is my name. Chris Talks. Follow me on any of my handles at Chris Talks. With some underscore. Like one underscore after that. Chris Talks then an underscore. Especially on my Twitter you really you really want to be on my twitter page following me because i post only what is needed by your mental self the journey into the mental man is a journey that that may take 10 20 30 years but is a journey that's going to you know prove that it was the only journey worth it. Physical journey cannot take you anywhere. Mental journey will. Mental and spiritual journey. I'm not a pastor. But I'm here for you. Talk to me anytime. Message me. I'm going to drop my contact details. Whatever it is. I'm not too young to hear your case. And I'm not too old that I will not pay attention. I love you guys. Stay good.